want to begin this morning with just a simple word of thanks uh, to Renee Scales for her work with these children, these uh, students, also to Francesca, uh, to our many mentors, uh, to our volunteers who consistently bless our kids' ministry, and to these families for getting your children to this point at confirmation. So what, what, a, what a reminder again that the people of God take up this ministry. We said that at their baptism. All of these children happen to have been baptized as they were uh, babies, and now we're saying we said we'd stand with them, and you have done that well to bring them uh, to this point. So I want us to look at together, all together, but especially with the confirmation class, I want us to look at verse 9. I want us to answer the question that's asked in verse 9. How does a young person, but really how, how do any of us, how do we stay on the path? How do we stay close to God. That's what we're going to be looking at uh, this morning together. How do we stay close to God? How do we follow well? We're not going to get the opportunity to look at all 176 verses that are in this chapter. We're just going to look at a few of them. This is the longest chapter in all of Scripture. These, using every Hebrew letter of the alphabet, these eight-line sonnets. It just shows the beauty and creativity of God. Starting every, every one starts with a different letter of the Hebrew uh, alphabet. It's just this incredible, not just picture, but really this reminder for us of the goodness of God's word for us. That's going to be the answer. Ten different words. There are ten different Hebrew words we're going to find here for the word of God, the ordinances of God, the commandments of God, what God has revealed. Or as our forefather John Wesley said, he's written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book. How do you stay close? Partly, and the main answer here in Psalm 119, there are many other ways, but here's the main answer in Psalm 119. We stay close by, first point, if you're a note taker, verse 15. You've got to meditate on this book. That word in Hebrew means to ponder, to consider, to study, to put forth thought. Six different times in this chapter you find that word saying to the people of God, if you want to stay close to God, you've got to spend time with him in this word. As you continue to grow in your Bible study and for all of us, anytime we see any kind of repetition in the word of God, God is significantly trying to get us to remember something. Over and over again he's saying, if you want to stay close to me, you've got to meditate. You've got to give time to this word. For example, my father, uh, Mr. George Mayo, and I, we, we, we eat fast. That's just, he grew up with a couple of brothers that ate fast. I, I, I grew up in a family where you ate fast, and my grandmother would slave and work for hours on Sunday lunch. It would be done in two minutes, and she would let us have it afterwards. But that's, that's just how we were. We would just race through that meal. We would not take time to enjoy it. By the way, what was my father's name? Some of you got it. But most of us didn't. And by the way, his name's Barry, but it does, that'd be cheating because I'm a junior. So, but most of us didn't get it, even though I said it. But if I had said George, 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 if I'd have said it six times, you would have gotten it. And so meditate doesn't mean I look at it and walk away. I've got to stay with it. I won't catch or get what the Lord wants for me. I used to pick on this guy when I worked at Twin Lakes summer uh, camp. A good, good reformed friend of mine who said about our ministry to four and five-year-olds, we've got to teach them 
to graze in the pasture lands of the Scripture. And I thought that was pretty lofty stuff for four- and five-year-olds, but he's right. Just can't take a quick bite. It's got to be, church, it's got to be that we meditate on this word, to study, to ponder, to give time to it, or we will miss what the Lord is saying. Or, verse 16, we'll forget, we'll forget what the Lord is wanting to say and how we're to live. That's my prayer for you all, that you'll find creative ways, whether it's podcasts, whether it's devotionals, whether it's Sunday schools, uh, coming to church, maybe it's even, even listening to the Word. I do that when I walk my dog in the morning. I just hit play, and I'm in the book of Hebrews right now, and I just listen to it. In the evening, trying to pick up on a little Portuguese for my wife, uh, você fala português. No? No? I'm naming food at this point. That's all I know. I'm just starting. No? Yeah. But it's just every morning on my walk before I do anything. First thing, it's the Word of God. Finding creative ways, yes, to get it, but it can't just be quick hits. It's got to be, you see it here, meditate. Adults, as we're thinking about your Bible reading plan, we're six, seven weeks out from a new year. We've already put it back up on our website. As you're thinking through, what are the podcasts, what are the Bible reading plans that'll help you? What are you being intentional about to make sure you're meditating, pondering, studying, thinking through this word? You've got to meditate, okay? Second word. Second word is keep, and you heard Renee use this word. She actually helped us understand the Hebrew word for this. Verse 9, not just so you can keep it, but really the word also means that it will guard you and it will protect you. If you skip all the way down to verse 100 in this 176 verse chapter, it'll say, hey, you know what? I understand more. I've been meditating. I understand more. But what follows that is this. I understand more, therefore I observe observe God's precepts. If you know the Word of God, you have to live the Word of God. You have to keep the Word of God. And that's a concern throughout this. I'll just take the first couple of verses. Verse 10, don't let me wander. Verse 11, so that I may not sin. Verse 17, that I may keep your word. 30, that I will choose the faithful way. And it just keeps going. If you want to guard your walk with Jesus, if you want to protect your walk with Jesus, yes, meditate on the word, set apart time, morning or evening, to, to really dive in. But you've got to keep this word. There are people who think that when the psalmist got this word, he actually got it when they were in exile. So they had been carried off to a foreign country and they're living with people who were living in wild ways and they believe really weird stuff. And so God says through this psalmist, don't compromise your faith. I know you're living in a culture and a world where everything looks, looks different it looks wild. Stay true. Keep this faith. Walk in this faith. It will protect you and guard your walk with the Lord. This is how you guard it. This is how you protect it. Basketball season has started in high school and college and pros. I'm going to tell you about my one glorious moment playing basketball. You ready? My senior year, we're playing our rival school. 
And my coach pulled me aside and he says, you're going man-to-man with their best player. We're going to play a box and one. You've got their best player. He's bigger than you. He's stronger than you. He's faster than you. I'm like, hey, hey, just say you want me to guard him. You're hurting my feelings. So he says, you're going to take on this guy one-on-one and you're not going to let him shoot a layup. This guy was a mammoth player. Ended up playing D1, SEC football, outside linebacker. This was a hulk of a human being. You're going to guard him. Don't let him shoot a layup. Stay behind him. Hit him. Push him. You're going to stay with him. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Kind of stayed with him. Had four fouls in the middle of the fourth quarter. Because of his speed, because he was better, he clearly beat me to the basketball, and I knew what I had to do. I reached up with both hands to pull the ball down because he was not getting a layup. I was going to make him earn it on the free throw line, as my coach said. However, I wasn't as coordinated as he was, and so when I went to slap his arms down, my left hand caught him in his face, and he was wearing those wraparound glasses. I knocked his glasses off, even knocked one of the lenses out, so when you saw me do it, it's like I smacked him in the face. His glasses go flying. He trips over his feet, falls down, but lands on his arm that's sweaty and slides into the wall. He gets up coming for me. The bench is clear, coming for me. But the greatest sports moment ever in my life was when the grandma with the umbrella left, left the stands and came onto the court after me. It was, I was like, this is it. I can retire right now. I've made a grandmother attack me. I was commissioned, guard that guy. You protect our team and you stay close to him and guard him for our team. The way you and I, one of the key ways is our our choir sang to us this morning. And this is is what we see throughout church history who would say, if you want to stay close to God, you obey. You want to stay close to Jesus, whatever his word says, we want to do that. It will guard your life. Every part of that word, too. In, in the book, uh, in a magazine, excuse me, called Trail Magazine in 2014, there were, there were directions given to a 4,400-plus-foot mountain. And in those, in those directions, uh, they left out one sentence. When they went to print, they left out one sentence. And the one sentence they left out would, would have kept them from a 1,000-foot drop-off. So if you're in bad weather and you can't see it, basically their mountain told them to walk off a drop-off. Now they quickly corrected it, but just missing one little part that was to be shared, they would have had disastrous results. Same thing happened with the NASA Venus uh, space rocket. We lost 18 million one time because somebody forgot to put a little dash in one of the equations. All of the Word of God, the Gospels, yes, the Epistles, yes, but the historical books, the beginning, the wisdom, the prophets, All of it we need to know so that we can protect and guard our lives by keeping every part of it. Meditate on it. Spend time in it. Make sure to keep whatever word is given. And then lastly, and I love this in verse 16, this reminder about God's word. And we heard Renee talk about it today with one of these children when he said he was going on a treasure hunt. That's actually, I couldn't find it while I was sitting up here. It's a lot of verses. But there's one that says, I treasure your word. And, and that's a great reminder to us, too. That's my hope for you. This wouldn't be burdensome 
But, th but this would be, as Scripture says, over and over again, you can read these verses later, it'd be a delight to you that these Scriptures would be a delight. Just, just in these few verses we have here, 25, 37, 50, 88, that this word would revive you. 50, verse 58, that we see in this that God is a gracious God. Verse 77, that his compassion is for you. Verse 90, that he is a faithful God to you. This word, my prayer is for you, that it will be a delight, that it will be a treasure to you. Meditate on it. Make sure to keep every word, but also that it would be a delight. Now, one, one tough word as we leave on that. Some of this word is really confusing. And that's why we need you staying in Sunday school and staying in student ministry and talking to your parents. Some of this word can be, can be not only make you scratch your head, but some of this word will be a challenge to you. But you need to let the word speak. In my private time, I was in my devotional time this week, I told you I was in Hebrews. And you get to Hebrews chapter 4, and there's the reminder there that this word is a it's living, it's active, and it's also a sword. And so there'll be times where you and I will read the word and it'll, it'll pierce our hearts. There'll be times when we read that word and it'll, we'll think, oh goodness, but trust this word. Trust this word, even when it's difficult, even when it blows your hair back, even when you don't understand, stay with this word and trust that the Lord who has shared it with you is a good God. And what he's sharing here is for your salvation. What he's sharing here is so that you will, as Paul said to the church in Ephesians, that you will no longer just be children, but you'll grow up and not be tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine or by the trickery of people, that you'll hear the word of God, that it'll encourage you even when you struggle. This word, how is it, church? How is it for us that you and I might really meditate on the Word of God? How can we grow in that? What's your next step in that? To really stay with that Word so we don't forget. Also, how is it you and I can hear the Spirit speak through His Word today where we need to take a, a more faithful step in obedience? We've got to keep His Word. It will guard and protect our hearts and our souls. I hope and pray this Word is a delight to you. Yes, there are things we struggle with, Yes, there are things that maybe we take a step back and I don't understand that, but may this be the treasure. May this be a delight. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for these students, for the commitment they are making this day to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to what he has won for them, what he has gifted to them through his cross and through his resurrection. We celebrate with them and with their families and our church family uh, today. Bless all of us now in response to your word. The Father, to stay close to you, to keep our way. The Father, we be very intentional to meditate, uh, to obey, and to just love and to delight in whatever you reveal to us. Thank you for this, your word. Bless now our response to it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.